Hello, and welcome to You Philosopher, the holiday edition. So today, let's talk about something fairly obvious, given the fact that we're calling this the holiday edition. Let's talk about this war on Christmas. So there has been a pretty popular move in the last few years, and this year it seems to be a pretty big deal, to discuss the war on Christmas. And it's this idea that um, people aren't allowed to say Merry Christmas, that people have stopped saying Merry Christmas, that businesses are discouraging um, their employees from saying Merry Christmas. Uh, companies like Starbucks aren't putting what they're supposed to put on, on their cups, which should be like Merry Christmas instead of Happy Holidays or something along those lines. And so um, this seems to ring true for many people who feel like they haven't been able to comfortably say Merry Christmas. And it also reads very strange to many people who feel like, well, uh, what's wrong with saying Happy Holidays? So there's a couple of things that become pretty obvious. This is a um, really tragic argument. It's probably largely a needless one that only, in fact, actually does harm. And let me give you an example. So my grandfather, who is a, and was a, a, a really good man, one of the kindest people I've ever known, really believed in the idea of the war on Christmas. He was very concerned about it and concerned that Christmas was being taken away and that people weren't allowed to say Merry Christmas. And part of this is the experience that some people are having actually at work where they're being told, you know, don't say Merry Christmas, say Happy Holidays. And the spirit of that idea, which seems to be, well, Merry Christmas isn't all-inclusive. We don't know for sure if our customer is uh, a celebrator of Christmas, but they probably do enjoy the holidays. And the idea that there are other holidays going on in this time um, seems to be one that's kind of lost on us, that, well, if I say Happy Holidays, this is a larger catch-all that might catch anyone verging from uh, an atheist to um, uh, a, a re deeply religious practitioner of Christmas. And instead, it's become uh, an idea of like, well, we're kind of culturally destroying Christmas and we're culturally destroying people's right to be Christmas participators and we're trying to force everyone to be atheists. And so his experience, I think, at, you know, at work really embittered him in this because of this idea like, well, he wasn't supposed to say Merry Christmas. He's supposed to say Happy Holidays. And for him, it's, you know, it was the, you know, the season of Christ's birth and it, it's Merry Christmas, gosh darn it. And so my grandfather, in one of the few times that I ever saw him do something that wasn't particularly nice, if he was at a store and they said happy holidays to him when he checked out, he would um, angrily reply to them, Merry Christmas. And to me, that simply reads as part of his experience of um, being told that he's not allowed to say one thing. And so he's probably kind of assuming that these people who are telling him happy holidays are either similar victims and unable to express what they want to express or they're active participants in his censorship, right? And whether it's true or not, there's many people who feel like they're being censored. But 
the reason why I'm saying it's tragic is because what's clearly lost there is everything that has anything to do with Christmas. And that, to me, is much more so part of this war on Christmas. The idea that people are going around telling people that they're not allowed to say Christmas and that, or, you know, not allowed to say Merry Christmas and so on and so forth, whilst many people may, may kind of feel that it's true, um, and that's important, there isn't a strong move to like actually destroy Christmas or remove Christmas, but it doesn't change the fact that it actually is happening. And by that, what I mean is whether we're uh, realizing it or not, every time we say Merry Christmas to someone out of anger or to teach them a lesson, um, every time we use Christmas as a weapon, well, I can think of no better and effective way to have destroyed Christmas. I mean, because you can still say the word, but that doesn't mean anything, right? Words are very powerful, don't get me wrong. But to go around saying Merry Christmas in a weaponized way completely destroys the idea of what Christmas is supposed to be, both in, in, in a religious and a secular sense. So it's like we're allowed to say Merry Christmas, but when we're saying it, we don't really mean it. We don't really mean, I hope that person has a wonderful Christmas season full of joy, hope, and love, and that they um, give all that they can, and that they receive all that they need, and that their lives will only improve from there on with their families and their loved ones, and I just really want to give them a big old jingly hug. That's not what we mean if someone says happy holidays and we respond, well, Merry Christmas to you, or if we get on Facebook and you know, we're like, ha ha ha, Merry Christmas, now I'm allowed to say it again. What are we expressing that? We're expressing something other than probably what Merry Christmas actually connotatively somehow is, you know, what it used to mean, one would think or one would hope, which is basically kind of a, I love you, right? Maybe in a distant and platonic sense, but have some love, right? Merry Christmas, have some love. And theoretically, that's the same thing that happy holidays should mean. Here you go. I love you. Have some love and joy. Um, and there's lots of ways of saying that from have a nice day to um, I care about you to I hope things get better to Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Ramadan. But any of those things can be said without actually meaning them. And it kind of reminds me of like when I walk into a store and someone's forced to say, uh, hello, welcome to, and then fill in the blank. Hello, welcome to. And, you know, as soon as I turn to say, well, thank you, you know, they've already gone back to whatever they're doing because they didn't really mean it in any human sense. Maybe they're like, yay, someone's in the store and we'll make more money. But they're forced to say, hello, welcome to this store. So... Honestly, I don't care whether it's people being told that they should say Happy Holidays or being told that they should say Merry Christmas. At the end of the day, if they don't actually mean it, I don't want them to say it. And the tragedy is, is we're going around using Christmas as this weapon or something to rub in other people's faces now because supposedly we're, we're allowed to say it again, even though lots of people were saying it before, um, just as a way of showing that somehow, well, one group is won and the other group is lost, which just isn't a Christmassy thing to do at all. Um, 
quite the opposite. I, I would think that someone who really, really loved Christmas, that someone who really, really believed in Christmas would be the first person who realized that someone else is celebrating Hanukkah and be like, hey, happy Hanukkah to you. Because since they're experiencing themselves the Christmas season, a season of joy and love, the one thing that you really want to do when you have an overabundance of love is share that love. And the, the whole tragic circumstance becomes one of realizing that we're so busy being right about the war on Christmas and what people are, are supposed to say. I mean, well, it, part of the comedy is we don't even realize we're wrong. Because when we talk about the Christmas season, most of us now don't celebrate the Christmas season even though we go around saying Merry Christmas. And by that, what I mean is, is the Christmas season is supposed to start on Christmas Day and go for 12 more days, hence the 12 days of Christmas. And the season before Christmas is actually Advent, at least as far as Christianity is concerned, Catholicism in particular. It's the Advent season. It's the season that's leading up to the birth of Christ. And then you're supposed to like take 12 days after, you know, after the birth of Christ to celebrate Christ's birth up through uh, the uh, arrival of the three wise men. The Advent season is supposed to be a season of preparedness. Um, it's supposed to be a season of getting ready and like making sure that you are, you know, basically being good and loving and kind and ready for this holy event that's supposed to take place. And I remember uh, a priest who used to tell people that you're not supposed to be saying Merry Christmas yet. It's not Christmas. You're supposed to be saying Happy Advent. And I realize that's a, it's a bit nitpicky, but if we're going to go around telling people we well, need to say the right thing, this is the Christmas season, it's not anything else, technically it's not. And, and why does that matter? Because I realize that's small and may not, may not be that important. Why it matters is, to me, it shows what the real war on Christmas is. Because as soon as the day of Christmas has actually happened and ended, Christmas is over for us. And we could have 12 more days. We could have 12 more days of that. But we're done, aren't we? You know, we've, we've suffered enough since Thanksgiving, right? Since Black Friday, we've been elbowing and yelling and dealing with obnoxious family and probably arguing about politics. And, you know, you get to Christmas Day and you get some of what you want and you get some of what you don't want. And then after the day dedicated to getting stuff, we go back and return that stuff for the second biggest shopping day of the year, right? So the first biggest shopping day of the year is the day after the day dedicated to giving thanks. The second biggest shopping day of the year is the day after the day dedicated to us getting stuff. But we could have had 12 more days of sharing love and charity, right? But that seems to me to be the war on Christmas, right? Where did that idea go? So we have that opportunity, we choose not to take it. And then the season is becoming increasingly, increasingly more about getting stuff and buying stuff and getting the stuff that we want. You know, children's Christmas lists are insanely long at this point and the stuff that they want is, is unbelievable. And what you very rarely see on a child's Christmas list is here's what I want to give. You know, and one would think that if, if Christmas was really about giving, that when we took children to Santa, 
that they wouldn't tell Santa what they wanted. They would tell Santa what they were going to give. That would be a season of giving. But maybe that just rings too communist to us now. Maybe that just rings too social. I don't want my child telling Santa what they're going to give. I want my child, Santa, demanding more stuff. Then we wonder why our children are like demanding and spoiled. Like, why? Oh my God, they're awesome. Because everyone's walking up to them going like, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? So no wonder why they go around telling everyone what they want. Maybe we should be asking our children, what are you going to give, honey? What are you going to give? What are you going to do to help others for Christmas? Maybe then, maybe more children would be walking around. I want to do, I want, you know, maybe not. Maybe it's just not in human nature. But there is, again, a kind of tragic comedy to all of this, which is the realization that now, especially in this political climate, we're dealing with so much negativity that there's all these articles that came out like for Thanksgiving, some are still coming out for Christmas that are like how to deal with your family on Christmas, which is comic. Like, shouldn't it be that tough, should it? I mean, have we become, I mean, I, one would think, I mean, I certainly have always had a difficult family that it's always been that way, but like, has it become more of a problem now? I guess, at least so the news cycle seems to suggest. And, you know, I, I see articles, uh, liberal-leaning articles that say things like how to educate your family at Thanksgiving, you know, like how to, you know, how to fix them. <laughs> and then uh, the conservative articles, uh, at least one, didn't even try to pretend, you know, it, it was, it was, you know, how to drive your liberal family insane over Thanksgiving. And arguably some of it was kind of funny. I mean, some of it was stuff like, you know, change your internet password to, you know, M-A-G-A, -A, you know, 2024 or something, you know, something along those lines. And like, okay, that, you know, I can see how like to someone having to put that in as the internet password, you know, like, darn it, John, you know, but it's still the idea of well, here's how to really upset them over the holidays. And I mean, that to me sounds like a, more of a war on holy days, right? That sounds to me more uh, of a war on holidays. That sounds to me like more of a war on Christmas when <clears throat> we're just trying to figure out how to put up with these obnoxious people. And well, then we've lost the whole thing. I mean, if we're honest with ourselves, in a lot of ways, we've already lost the idea of the season of giving and that it should be dedicated to charity and you know, whatever we want to say about, like, say, the recent tax cut bill, you know, does it tax cut taxes, blah, 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 doesn't it? Who's, you know, getting the real money? And, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna stay out of this one for this one. I want to be kind of bipartisan, point out who the heck was talking about the poor and the whole thing. You know, Democrats and Republicans alike, you know, is it helping the middle class? Isn't it helping the middle class? So on and so forth. And let's be honest, a lot of people in that middle class are struggling. But what no one seems to want to recognize is, well, if a lot of people in the middle class are struggling and having a hard time, that that means that the poor, by definition, must be really struggling. But our response is, like, oh, no, they're fine. They have all these social programs to take advantage of. Like, clearly not. And, and, and even, even if... I mean, why do I say clearly not? Because then they would, by definition, not really be poor. I mean, and all we have to do is go outside to see it, whether or not it's some people who are un unwilling to use those programs or unable to use those programs, or let's, let's just be really straight ahead. Whatever your political leaning is, at least, what, a healthy percentage of that, uh, of that group of people is just veterans, right? So whatever our argument is, or like everyone else is just taking advantage of, well, 
You know, a healthy percentage of those people are mentally ill. A healthy percentage of those people are veterans. And during this whole tax bill issue, that was incredible. Well, people are like, well, they're not really paying taxes. Okay, well, maybe, but it, maybe. But shouldn't, aren't they worth mentioning in all of it? So if we're honest with ourselves, I mean, I think... All right, so the the charity aspect of the whole Christmas season and that it should be about giving and what am I going to give? Like, I mean, how many of us go to like soup kitchens, you know, for the holiday season? You know, how many of us go to a, a, a soup kitchen on Christmas? Some, but not as many of us who could and who could afford it, sure. So maybe the charity thing is kind of lost, but the idea that it's still a family thing, I mean, that, that had some staying power, right? I mean, that was a big deal, I mean, through the 80s and through the Reagan years and so on and so forth, this idea of family values and family and the idea that the holidays are supposed to be about family and that that's when you put your intellectual and emotional guns away for a short period of time and sit down and have dinner so that your kids can see people be civil to each other and heaven forbid see unconditional love at worst <laughs> excuse me at worst at work but can we honestly say that to our kids anymore can we say to our children we love our family unconditionally probably not it's like politically conditional now and so articles are coming out about like how to deal with our family or how to fix our family or how to torture our family, so on and so forth. When the whole point of the season, if, if we're talking about Christmas, is love. And the, the people most clearly that everyone seems to be agree that we definitely sh should be loving and loving unconditionally and is, you know, is there, supposed to be there for you forever is your family. And, the, and those are the people that we seem to be now letting go of too for political reasons. Well, there's the war on Christmas then. I mean, what's left? If it's, if it's become a season dedicated to getting and immediately, you know, returning, and it's a season where you can't even stand your family anymore, what's, what's left? I mean, at that point, yeah, Christmas has been effectively demolished and everyone can go around saying it all they want, but they're probably saying it right after they cut someone off in the mall parking lot or flicked them off or elbowed someone else for a Black Friday deal or screamed at someone because they disagreed with their liberal politics or their conservative politics or ignored someone who was begging on the street because, well, they're probably not, they probably have it better. They don't have to pay as much taxes. So what's left? We can say a thing without meaning it. And at least for my part, as someone who, at least as a child, really loved Christmas, I'd like to wish all of you from my heart deeply a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and Happy Hanukkah Happy Kwanzaa, and very happy holidays. I love you all. I'll see you next week.